2: going on, everybody? It's another Al Gattulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970. The answer, we are still not in June yet, because if you're listening to the show on Sunday night, it is May 31st. If you listen after, obviously, it'll be the first week of June. We've got a great show for you tonight, a craft beer guest that's going to be joining me later this hour. Happens to be a politician. Don't hold it against him. Usual news and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Uh, Instagram, at Gattulo. G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash agcraftbeercast. Via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Beercast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. We are Alexa Ready as well. We are on radio.com. And we are also on the Hopped Up Network. You just head over to thehoppedupnetwork.com. You can listen to my podcast version of this program, usually Monday mornings before 6 a.m. Now, coming up in 20 minutes... New Jersey State Senator Vin Gopal from Monmouth County will join me. He recently sponsored a bill to help restaurants and bars sell already made drinks to patrons for takeout and delivery with their food order. Uh, But he's also a big time advocate for the brewery and the distilling industry in New Jersey as a whole. We're going to talk about so many different things that are going on in New Jersey now with this pandemic and what the senator uh, is trying to do to help those businesses not only succeed, but thrive in this in, in New Jersey. And that's what we really need. We need these businesses to survive. Now, I know the obvious question is to say, well, just open everything up. Look, I, I think there is a way and a measured way to do it where it doesn't affect these businesses. I do think some of these businesses should be up and running again. I But I will say this. For those businesses that were able to really adjust to this pandemic— the restaurants and bars. I'm not talking about the breweries right now. I'm talking about the restaurants and bars. For those that were able to adjust to this pandemic and offer takeout and keep things moving, their businesses are going to survive. Ones that closed, I think there's two schools of thought. I think one, I think were, like there's a local bar in my town. Closed their doors. They didn't even bother opening. And they have a full restaurant and never bothered to open. The sign is down. They're done. I think, I think part of that reason is maybe they were in too much debt. And no matter what they did, it wasn't going to make a difference. So close the door, sell the liquor license, make some money off of it. That's where I think things need to change when it comes to liquor licenses in the state of New Jersey. It's an archaic system. It is. We are in the 21st century, and we are still doing things from the early 20th century. That shouldn't happen that way. So we will talk to uh, the senator about... Uh, those things, lots of things to get into uh, with the senator. A little, um, a little caught in the middle uh, from uh, Ronnie James Dio. Uh, the uh, album Holy Diver came out on uh, May 25th of 1983, so sort of this week, uh, as it were. And uh, wanted to play that. And of course, we lost Ronnie uh, a couple of weeks ago. Almost what? Wow, it's almost ten years now that uh, he's he's dead. Um, is it almost ten years? i don 't remember I know it's, I know it 's been a while um, a, a vocal talent and a, a, an act that will not sure. I know we played stars last week. we are stars. Uh, the video and and uh, the, the thing that Ronnie had put together to uh, help in famine relief in Africa. Ronnie did so much for the metal community it's unbelievable, so uh, kudos to him, uh, and uh, we do miss him uh, very much let 's get into some news and notes here. Uh, Beerboard, they are a leader in technology and data for the hospitality industry. Uh, announced uh, announced about a week or so ago the launch of Beer Pages. It's a digital contactless menu solution that is currently assisting on-premise retailers with new protocols in the post-COVID era. With Beer Pages, retailers can present their full bar menu, draft beer, package goods, wine, in a digital format where customers have access through both a unique QR code and URL. For customers and staff, it eliminates contact with printed menus or in-store tablets and promotes a safer environment for all. Beer Pages is live for Beer Board's current retail partners, totaling more than 3,000 locations at no additional cost to the operator. The solution now available to the broader on-premise marketplace as an affordable solution, which provides immediate ROI. Um, The contactless menus eliminates the need for anyone to touch or handle printed menus or in-store tablets. Uh, The retailer's menu is always live, with any updates made in Beer Board's Smart Bar portal displayed immediately. So you don't have to worry about, oh, we don't have a beer on tap. You know, the menu changes constantly and it's live all the time. Um, and, of course, they say that it's easy to use. Now, um, th- this is a, a, uh, a list that's usually in, like, Buffalo Wild Wings, Hooters, big chain restaurants, right? But this is something um, that could be in use in smaller places. Now, I know Beerboard here partners with uh, Lagunitas, Heineken, uh, Yingling, New Belgium, Shiner, Stone, Pabst um so that's pretty cool and maybe something that uh, obviously i know that a bar or restaurant doesn't have the money right now to spend on these things but that is something look in this post-covid era you're going to have different changes i would not be surprised to see menus that are sent to you you scan a qr code when you walk in the restaurant uh with your phone and the menu comes to you automatically on your phone you take a look at your phone you scroll through what you want okay i want this i want that boom, boom and then you don't have to worry about a paper menu being exchanged, so uh, that is something to look at in the post-COVID era. It is uh, it, there are definitely going to be changes. We are not going to be back up to full speed uh, anytime soon. Uh, we're seeing that with concerts already. There's going to be no concerts, I don't think, for this entire year. And I also think there aren't going to be fans at uh, at games. I think uh, it's going to be uh, these ball players playing amongst themselves, pretty much. And it's going to be surreal and it's going to be different. But I think it's something that's going to have to be done in order to really wipe out um, this virus and get it so far under control because we don't have a vaccine for it. That's just my two cents there. A uh, Huntington brewery uh, hired some real dogs to help with deliveries during the pandemic. Barley and Buddy, better known as the Brew Dogs, tag along when Six Harbor Brewing Company makes deliveries, which is really cool. Customers love seeing the friendly golden retrievers with the empty beer can collars hanging around their necks. That's awesome that they do that. I think that's really cool and... uh You know, we're seeing so many of these beer uh, uh, breweries delivering now. Kind of nice to see a couple of dogs uh, walking up to your stoop to kind of drop off that beer. I think that's great. Uh, There's also a proposal to make alcohol-to-go drinks a permanent practice for residents and bars in New York State. Although the story here is a little misleading, Uh, Governor Cuomo gave this uh, the okay for the coronavirus pandemic only to help those types of businesses struggling. State Senator Brad Hoylman has introduced legislation that calls for the alcohol takeout practice to stick around Once the pandemic is over, he said, let's raise a glass to New York's hospitality industry. If we want our favorite bars and restaurants to survive the crisis, we've got to help them adapt. Now, Holman's proposal is not permanent. It would allow alcohol, takeout and delivery for two years after the coronavirus crisis ends in New York. He says iconic bars and restaurants from Gem Spa in the East Village to Kogan's uh, in Washington Heights have permanently closed. Alcohol delivery and takeout could be a much needed lifeline for these small businesses. I think he's 100 percent correct. Uh, I think uh, this is a good first step uh, at getting this done on, um, on a semi-permanent basis. I think two years is good. Uh, uh, in New Jersey, the law has been passed, and we'll talk to uh, State Senator Vin Gopal about this uh, in a little bit. This, is, uh, this bill will last six months after the pandemic is over or all restrictions are eased. In New York, he's talking about doing it for two years um, so we'll see what happens. I have a feeling it's probably not going to be two years. I have a feeling it might be a year, it might be six months, and then kind of we'll revisit it, uh, as it were, but uh, we shall see uh, as it goes on here. As we continue on, our news and notes segment here on the Al Tulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So here's the other one, uh, big news story that came out last week. The Great American Beer Festival has pivoted for 2020. They will uh, the, the competition will move forward, however... The festival is now going to take place online. Um, This is, uh, it was originally scheduled for September 24th through the 26th at the Colorado Convention Center in Denver, um, but they have now moved it to an online experience October 16th and 17th. Um, Colorado Governor Jared Polis had issued an executive order temporarily suspending certain statutes to allow the operation of alternative care sites in Colorado because of the presence of COVID-19. And so the Colorado Convention Center, was left infeasible for them to put this together. So they're, they're talking about in Colorado that their big arenas are not going to be used for the next couple of months, and obviously that would affect the Great American Beer Festival. So uh, while we are disappointed to not be gathering in Denver this fall for the craft beer community's annual Big Ten event, the health and safety of our attendees, brewers, volunteers, judges, and employees is and always has been our top priority, said Bob Peace. The president and CEO of the Brewers Association, as the world is still greatly affected by the spread of COVID-19 and will continue to be affected for the foreseeable future, we must stay true to our priorities and pursue other ways to host GABF. So this would have been the 39th uh, Great American Beer Festival. So it's going to be different. Um, the event is still in planning, but experiences will likely include beer tastings, conversations with brewers, local brewery activations, and at-home uh, beer and food pairing deliveries. Um, they're talking about re- brewery registration will open on June 9th. Uh, there are a number of different links that you can go to, to obviously, to get your beer in. Um, but it, it, this is going to be much different. And that begs the question, locally in New Jersey, will the Atlantic City Beer Music, music Festival take place in August, like it's scheduled? Uh, where Will the um, Beer Barbecue Bacon Festival take place in August as well? I don't know if those things are going to happen now. I hope that they do. Uh, It will restore some sense of normalcy. But there's a good possibility that it won't. If the Great American Beer Festival is saying they can't hold their event in September, I don't know how New Jersey is going to be able to hold two events in August. We'll see. One is outdoors, a little different. One is indoors. That's a big question mark. We shall see. When we come back after a short break, we'll have some more news and notes from around the beer world. This is the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
0: Newsmakers like Senator Rand Paul join Kevin McCullough Radio.
3: You are not just a politician. You're a doctor. We don't even know what we're actually doing with the data that's being collected.
1: We need to ask that question. But are we really willing to have someone interpret these statistics and then dictate every aspect of the economy. We basically enacted Bernie Sanders' domestic platform after a COVID virus.
0: Kevin McCullough, Radio, weeknights at 5, on AM 970. The Answer, with special airings, Wednesdays at 4. Chris Tessine, veteran
1: and former paratrooper, has teamed up with Jason Green, owner of Medicare Solutions and MagnaFlood, to help business owners open and restart their businesses after COVID-19. If you're a business owner, you know how important it is to get the economy back on track. That means opening our doors while finding a way to keep our customers and ourselves safe and healthy. That's where Medicare Solutions comes in. Medicare Solutions can provide your business with a touch-free biometric scanner. It's called the Checkpoint. Even if they're wearing a mask, all the customer needs to do is look into the screen. Easy, effective, and most importantly, safe. Medicare Solutions. Let's get the economy back on track. For more information, call 929-800-4205. That's 929-800-4205 today. Let's get America back to work. You're listening to Al Gutullo's Craft Beer Cast, sponsored in part by Source Farmhouse Brewery. Get your handcrafted beer from none other than The Source. I'm Joe Adams. I'm a pharmacist that knows the pain of losing their child to an opiate overdose. If you think it can't happen to your family, think again. To learn more, visit the National Association of Boards of Pharmacy at NABP.pharmacy. Right now, buy one, get one free pricing on
3: my pillows. Giza Dream Sheets, my pillow Towels, Roll and Go Anywhere Pillows, Duvet Covers, Giza Pillow Cases, Bolster Pillows, and Neck Pillows. Just go to Radio Listener Specials page on MyPillow.com, please, and use the promo code AM970 or call 800-651-0798, 800-651-0798. If you order Mike's book, your entire MyPillow order will ship for free, plus he will give you a $25 gift card for your next purchase don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one get one free on pillows sheets duvets and more from my pillow call 800-651-0798 800-651-0798 or go to the radio listener specials page at mypillow.com promo code am970
0: Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or radio.com.
2: Welcome back to the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. That is Sammy Hagar and The Circle, their lockdown sessions number seven. That is Keep A Knockin' uh, from the great little Richard who passed away earlier this year. That is just a really, really uh, cool version. And it's funny, Sammy tells the story about when he was practicing, uh, doing that song, uh, I guess, you know, at his home where he's, uh, uh, you know, locked down right now. Every time he kept hearing the drum beat, he kept trying to sing Led Zeppelin's Rock and Roll. And, of course, Jason Bonham uh, is a member of the circle, so it's kind of funny that he tried to do that, uh, which is pretty cool. So these guys, they've been doing this, dropping a, a, a different song every week, uh, a really cool and uh, you know cover of something or maybe something from Van Halen from uh, the Van Hagar days. Uh, a lot of fun. You can follow it on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all over the place, Sammy Hagar, Sammy Hagar in the Circle, uh, I think, what is it, Little Man Anthony's Cafe or Man Anthony's Cafe. All these different places. Very, very cool, and you never know what they're going to come up with next um, while they are on lockdown. Uh, you can follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo. That's G A T U L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beercast via email at Albert G at nycradio.com. Uh, iTunes, Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You'll find the shows on those two platforms. Alexa Ready as well. We're on radio.com. We're also on iHeartRadio and the Hopped Up Network. Just head over to the com. And the podcast version of this show is usually up Monday mornings before 6 a.m. Of course, portions of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast are brought to you by The Source a brewery in Colts Neck, New Jersey. Get your beer and drink it directly from The Source. And if you haven't gotten your entry in for our home brewing contest with The Source, you have about 15 to 20 minutes left to get that entry in because today, tonight, is the cutoff. At midnight tonight, when this show ends, you can't enter anymore. Uh, So get that entry in. You still have time if you're listening live on a Sunday night. You have time until the end of this show to get your entry in. Now, coming up in 10 minutes, New Jersey State Senator Vin Gopal from Monmouth County is going to join me. He recently sponsored a bill that helps restaurants and bars sell already-made drinks to patrons for takeout and delivery with their food order. Uh, but he's also a big-time advocate for the brewery and distilling industry in New Jersey as a whole. We'll talk to him about uh, a plethora of things coming up in just under 10 minutes from now. Uh, in California, bars, wineries, distilleries, and breweries throughout that state will soon be able to also sell alcohol to go with some restrictions. The California Department of Alcohol Beverage Control says businesses that primarily sell alcohol but don't have kitchens can sell drinks to go in sealed containers, but they will need to partner with a food provider to sell the alcoholic drinks along with a meal. The ABC is also allowing booze businesses to utilize parking lots and sidewalks in order to promote social distancing, as they will be allowed to offer free delivery or sell drinks on-site through walk-up windows and slide out trays. So that's great. I mean, that's good stuff for uh, California. Uh, a lot of states, I think Oklahoma now has made it uh, permanent, if I'm not mistaken, uh, to go drinks. I have to check that out uh, when we have a moment. Um, but uh, you know what? I'm going to check that out, and we'll uh, we'll get back to you on that uh, during the course of this segment. North Wildwood Mayor Patrick Rosanello says, allowing people to drink in public has been working so far. So due to the coronavirus, Governor Murphy signed a bill. Uh, allowing businesses with liquor licenses to sell sealed alcohol for takeout. We're going to talk to State Senator Vin Gopal about that in just a little bit. The mayor then allowed people to sip right outside of the establishment, saying enforcement would have been a nightmare for police. He's right about that. So far, the temporary relaxation of the rules is welcomed by bar restaurant owners and those consuming alcoholic beverages. Uh, That's a good thing. I think we're going to see a little bit more of that in order to promote social distancing. Hopefully the restaurants can open up to outdoor dining. Uh, Very soon. And then we can go from there. Now, a bar in Elgin, Texas, isn't allowing patrons inside if they are wearing a face mask. KXAN reported uh, earlier this week that there is a sign posted outside the watering hole on Main Street that says anyone who feels the need to wear a mask should probably just stay home. Liberty Tree Tavern co-owner Kevin Smith says the policy is in place so his patrons don't need to worry about snitches and contact tracers. He says social distancing is being observed. And to be quite honest with you, I think that's a little misguided. I would not be in that bar right now. I'm sorry, but I, that's just my own personal feeling. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be comfortable in a bar uh, anytime soon, um, you know. But I, it's just I don't, I I don't like that idea. And I think if you're not a fan of that idea, uh, then I think that you should you should not go into that bar. And uh, not patron, not patronize them. But if you feel that you know you want to give that guy your business, you're down in Texas. By all means, do so. Heavy Seas um, has announced the release of World Famous. It's a Pilsner brewed in collaboration with Royal Farms. Uh, World Famous uh, was created to celebrate Royal Farms' widely popular Chicken Palooza event as it enters its third year. World Famous will be available for a limited time in the 40 Royal Farms stores that carry beer and wine throughout Maryland, Virginia, and Pennsylvania this July. The beer will also be available during a curbside can release at the Heavy Seas Brewery from June 26th through the 28th. Uh, this will be released in six packs of 16-ounce cans at the Heavy Seas Brewery Friday, June 26th through Sunday, June 28th. Uh, for more information on that, you just visit hsbeer.com. Palooza begins at Royal Farms on July the 1st. And for more information on that, just head over to royalfarms.com. And then finally, um, my buddy Brian Kulbaki of um, Departed Souls came out with a beer last week uh, called Trash Can Banger IPA. So, of course, it's uh, a play on the uh, system that the Astros used to alert hitters to what type of pitch was coming. Uh, the beer is priced at $17 for a four-pack, and it was brewed with a 20, 2,017 grams per barrel of Galaxy and Strata Hops, referencing, of course, to the year that the scandal occurred. Now, he posted this, and it's great. It's the Astro Colors. It's a really cool can. Um, and and to be honest with you, I think this is a great idea. And he had to play with words on it. Um, he said, the result is a fire's new approach to everything we do, from mashing in to dry hopping, water treatments to canning and everything in between. Um, he said, uh, we, the, we use tw- uh, 2017 grams per barrel of Galaxy and Strata Hops. And just like an asteroid, astros get it, the flavor is out of this world like a craft beer, minute made orange juice to enjoy at a park this fine day. Uh, you know, and he, he definitely has some fun here uh, with this. And I think that's great. Um, but he is getting trashed on social media for it, which I think is ridiculous. Now, we're going to have Brian on the show next week. We're going to talk about the beer, why he decided to develop this beer. Um, and, you know, again, he's a baseball fan, uh, but it, it's just interesting that he came up with this. So it's called Trash Can Banger. My guess is it's probably already sold out. I do need to talk to Brian. If they have a four-pack available, I'm definitely going to go buy uh, and uh, and pick it up and buy it uh, to support him. It is not a gluten-free beer. Departed Souls does a lot of gluten-free beers. Uh, but at seventeen bucks for a four pack, why not? And you're you're you know helping out uh, to support a local business, which I always think is a great thing. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, listen, can't we just have some fun? I mean, the fact that he's getting trashed on social media to the point where people are uh, you know giving him negative reviews on Google and full, and uh, you know uh, Facebook and all kinds of stuff. I just think that that's wrong. Um, I don't think that it is uh, worth the time uh, and aggravation to do that. I don't know why you would you would do that, uh, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, and so um, last thing I wanted to uh, mention here before we go to a break. I was right. It was Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma uh, has now uh, made their law permanent uh, for beer delivery and curbside pickup. This uh, happened on May 21st. Oklahoma Governor Kevin uh, Sitt signed Senate Bill 1928 into law. The new law basically institutionalizes temporary measures that were put in place in the early days of the pandemic. Businesses with retail spirit licenses are allowed to sell beer, wine, and spirits in sealed original containers to consumers of legal age via curbside pickup or delivery. The new law permanently allows restaurants, bars, and clubs to offer packaged beer and wine for curbside pickup or delivery. Grocery and convenience stores can also now offer curbside pickup or delivery for beer and wine in its original packaging, but only employees... From the businesses selling the alcoholic beverage will be allowed to make deliveries under the new act. Third-party companies such as Uber Eats and DoorDash are still not able to make alcoholic deliveries in Oklahoma. So it allows those businesses to deliver. It does not allow them to give it to Uber Eats or DoorDash to uh, deliver the beer. But that's great that that law is permanent now. Obviously, um, you know, other states would like to do that. Um, we t- with the, the interview I did with State Senator Vin Gopel was last week. Um, but, you know, he wants, you know, and I'll tease this a little bit here. He definitely wants this to be something that will eventually be permanent. But right now it is a temporary measure, but it is definitely something that is helping the businesses in New Jersey, not only the breweries and distilleries, but it's also helping the restaurants and bars as well. Now, when we come back after a short break, New Jersey State Senator Vin Gopal from Monmouth County will join me. This is the Algetulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, Opinion.
0: This is AM 970, The Answer.
4: It's clear in 61 degrees what's going on. We have The Answer. The Secret Service is prioritizing public safety amid Washington, D.C. protests stemming from the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis last week. In a social media post, the agency encouraged pedestrians and motorists to avoid parks and streets near the White House. This comes after some demonstrations have taken a violent turn. In the last couple of days, a citywide curfew will go into effect tonight. MTA workers are getting millions more masks and gloves to help keep them safe during the pandemic. The Transportation Agency says the personal protective equipment will be given to all MTA workers, including bus, train, bridge, and tunnel workers, as well as MTA police. The PPE includes over a 1000000 N95 masks. MTA officials say the agency is working nonstop to supply the brave men and women on the front lines with the equipment that they need to continue their heroic work. In sports, Pro Football Hall of Famer Floyd Little has been diagnosed with cancer. One of Floyd's former Syracuse teammates has set up a GoFundMe page to help Little pay for treatment. Little was selected sixth overall in the 1967 combined AFL-NFL draft by the Broncos. He spent his entire nine-year career with Denver. Traffic delays are minor at the inbound George Washington Bridge on the upper deck. Lower level did have a crash in the process of getting cleared. Lincoln Tunnel inbound and outbound will each have a lane closed for operational activity till further notice. Holland Tunnel inbound, there is a new traffic pattern as you head towards the tolls. Four of your right lanes remain open. Outbound looks pretty good. Once you get into town, alternate side parking will suspend it, but your meter rules remain in effect. Weather for tonight, mostly clear skies, lows around 50 degrees. Tomorrow, sunshine, high near 69. Now you know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno and AM 970, The Answer.
1: Every Saturday morning at 7, the Auto Lab, the longest-running auto show in New York City, can be heard for a full two hours. Host Professor Harold Walchok and a diverse panel of automotive experts will answer all your basic automotive questions and fill you in on the history and culture of the auto industry. The Auto Lab is on the air and here to help for a full two hours. Listen every Saturday morning starting at 7, right here on AM 970,
0: The Answer. Like AM970 The Answer? Then don't forget to like us on Facebook. Interact with us. Share your thoughts about your favorite shows. Give feedback to our hosts. Share your opinion on hot topics. Learn about events and more. AM970TheAnswer.com.
1: Put leftovers in shallow containers and get them into the refrigerator as soon as possible. Roughly 3,000 Americans will die from food poisoning this year, but you can keep your family safer by chilling food promptly and properly. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council.
0: Did you listen to our podcasts? Hear them now on our website at am970theanswer.com.
2: All right, so if you live in New Jersey, and welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. If you live in New Jersey, it's like two schools of thought. You're a Springsteen fan, you're a Bon Jovi fan. For me, uh, and this is, again, personal because I do talk about music on the show, uh, I was never a big Springsteen fan until later on uh, in my life, and I was a Bon Jovi fan up to a certain point, and then I thought in 85, he kind of jumped the shark, so run away from Uh, 82 from their debut album is kind of my wheelhouse because that's where uh, I like Bon Jovi. But the reason why I'm playing Bon Jovi instead of Bruce Springsteen here is because Bon Jovi from Monmouth County... Um, and our next guest on the program here uh, is a New Jersey state senator who represents the 11th district, which represents portions of Monmouth County. Now, he's been a, a true champion for the brewery and distilling business, not only before the pandemic, but during. And recently, the legislature passed a bill that he introduced allowing restaurants to begin serving drinks to go in sealed containers to patrons. We're going to talk about that and a few other things. But let me welcome onto the craft beer cast for the first time, State Senator Vin Gopal. Senator, how are you?
5: I'm good. Thank you so much. And uh, I want you to know we take pride in both of them, Springsteen and Bon Jovi. uh, Absolutely.
2: Absolutely, Senator. And it's funny, I, I saw Bruce Springsteen Uh, in my 30s with my father-in-law Giant Stadium uh, about, oh my God, almost 20 years ago. And I was amazed at the energy that Bruce has on stage, you know, for two and a half, three hours that he puts out. I've seen Bon Jovi a number of times when he was in the small clubs. I never got a chance to see him in the stadiums. Uh, But both artists uh, do so much, you know, on stage and of course off stage. I mean, what what John has done uh, with his soul kitchens and what Bruce does for the community is fantastic. But first off, Congratulations on getting this bill passed and, of course, uh, the governor for signing it. But correct me on a few things here. If I go to my local restaurant that serves booze and I want to order a drink to go uh, or order dinner to go with a couple of drinks, the restaurant can now serve me legally provided the containers are sealed. Is that correct? Correct. And, and uh, uh, the other thing is you ha- obviously you have to be purchasing food in order to get the drinks to go. You can't just go in there and say, I'll take two mojitos to go. That's not the way it works here, Correct.
5: Uh, not necessarily. I mean, you don't have to get food to go. If you want to just get mixed drinks to go, you can get mixed drinks to go. But it, um,
2: but th- but there's a limit on that, obviously. Like I can't go in and, yeah. and say I'm, I'm I want to order six drinks for you know for six people. And oh by the way, the five of them are outside wearing masks. It's it's only a right. a two no, no, a two no. drinks. You got to show
5: you got to show IDs and all that stuff. Right. Yeah, you got to be got it's got to be done properly. Um, look, the the and the good news is that we've had good conversations with the ABC, the Alcohol Beverage Commission, and they were actually fining people prior to this law being passed with a 15-day suspension. They've actually dropped, looking to drop all of those charges. So when restaurants are struggling and going through a really difficult time, this is one of these things that government did that just made no sense. Well, if they want to sell liquor to go, make a margarita or sangria to go, let them. I mean, why, why should we stop them?
2: Right, I, I you know, and I totally agree with you on that, Senator, because I, I do think you know this is you know you they were allowing businesses to open up in a certain way, but not in another way, which is preventing them from making money. And obviously, it, during the pandemic here, these people are trying to make as much money as they can because they still have rents and mortgages and other bills uh, to pay. So my my. My question here, though, Senator, is why did it have to take a law being passed as opposed to the ABC giving permission to the restaurants? Is it because the regulations don't permit that? It was something that needed to be on the books as a law?
5: Yeah, pretty much. And we challenged it, and we showed a lot of other states, and we tried to get an executive order done. But we got pushback from, from the governor's office and the uh, ABC. The, the statute was was so clear that any interpretation could have been challenged in court.
2: Okay so obviously to cut through that red tape it was better off to to uh to have a law on the books as opposed to uh you know trying to interpret what was going right. on excellent i understand talking with new jersey Surely. state
5: Really,
2: just lawsuits for the most part. Gotcha. Yeah. Talking with New Jersey State Senator Vin Gopal. He represents the 11th District. He represents portions of Monmouth County. It was his bill that was recently passed by the legislature allowing restaurants to begin serving drinks uh, to go in sealed containers to patrons. We're here on the Algotulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. And Senator, another provision of the bill would also exempt alcohol used to produce hand sanitizer uh, from the state alcohol beverage tax and allowed distilleries that have already paid these taxes on alcohol used to produce hand sanitizer to receive refunds on their payments. Why was this put into the bill?
5: Well, yeah, but we have a lot of incredible distilleries right now who are uh, creating hand sanitizer. And as we look at this crisis, uh, Al, we, go, we go through this and we look at what's happening. It's really sad that we're it's 2020 and we're begging China and other countries for hand sanitizer and masks and gloves and everything else to keep our health care workers safe. So uh, because, obviously, uh, distilleries produce alcohol, they have the ability to do... Um, uh, hand sanitizer so we're just trying to make it as easy as possible for them to do number of distilleries in my district uh, uh asbury distillery in, asbury, in the city of asbury park is mm-hmm. producing a lot of uh hand sanitizers. There's a number of them out there and uh, i think that's great
2: Absolutely. And I, I do think that more, you know, more of businesses that have been outsourced to other countries do need to come back here uh, to the United States to get things moving. And and you've been such a, sm- a strong champion of local businesses. And, and that is a great thing. I know the the work that you've done uh, with the guys from Source Brewing has been uh, tremendous. They have been so I mean, they talk about you. I know the guys personally, uh, Phil and, and, and Jeremy and, and Greg, and they talk about you all the time about what a what a great champion you are uh, for, for their business as well as other small businesses in your district. Um, my, my next question here, Senator, I I know you're aware there's been pushback between the breweries and restaurants before the pandemic. You've been a huge supporter, as I said, of the breweries around New Jersey. What do you think can be done from a state level going forward? Is there a way to legislate the rules behind liquor licenses so that both breweries and distilleries can live in peace with the restaurant owners?
5: Yeah, absolutely. I think some of the regulations we put, and I have to say, I have a good working relationship with the ABC director in New Jersey. and We're getting a lot done. We're not anywhere close to where we got to be, but he has been incredibly responsive. Um, but you know, to to you know, not allow trivia nights and and to limit the number of concerts, uh, I'm sorry, music that they they're going to do, or 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 TV nights or game nights, and say you can sell a bag of chips doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, You know, you're not in for is not infringing on a restaurant's ability to sell uh, a a, a great goose and uh, uh, a great goose vodka and orange juice or something uh, uh, or or anything like that by allowing other entertainment. People want to go. They want to drink that beer. You you reference source whose beer is great. And you go in and, and, you know, you want to enjoy the night and, and if you're not competing. You, they, they, the brewery still needs to be allowed to have their business model and allow it to be successful while showing their product. Um, and I don't think any restaurant should, should feel threatened by that. Um, and I have that conversation constantly with the Restaurant and Hospitality Association.
2: Yeah, and it's funny, uh, Senator. I, uh, a brewery near me, where I live in uh, Clark, New Jersey, um, they've uh, they've been open a number of years. I'm not going to name names, but people can figure it out. When they first opened, um, one of the restaurants in their town, and they have a number of restaurants in the in their center of town, actually came to them and said, "I'll never carry your beer in my restaurant because you're a co- your competition." And the, to the to brewery owner's credit, they both said, listen, okay, good luck, you know, hey, that's great, you know, whatever. And um, within three months, the guy was banging on their door, asking for their beer to order it, because people were going to his restaurant, because he has a liquor license, and saying, why aren't you selling this guy's beer? It's great. You, you, it all works hand in hand. I don't under, I, I don't get the argument from the restaurants that say these guys are competition. The The breweries cannot do all of the things that a restaurant with a liquor license can do, and it just seems very Simple. Thing. I'm not the brightest bulb in the socket either, Senator. So it seems so easy to me, but yet it's such a it's such a fight. I just don't get it.
5: You seem spot on, and I have to tell you, the more and more restaurants I talk to, they're fine and they're they're okay, and they partner with breweries and they get it that that's part of the the experience, uh, entertainment. I mean, look, when when my wife and I go out, we go out to. Uh, a brewery and then you go out to dinner later. I mean, there's a thought, you're not there's no one's stealing business from the other person. And uh, more and more restaurants I talk to are feeling better about that. Um, you know, of course, they don't want breweries to be selling mixed drinks and cocktails, because I understand they paid, you know, a million dollars or whatever for their liquor license. Sure. But, you know, that's not the case here. These are breweries uh, and, uh, and to some extent wineries that are creating their products and, and are proud of it. And they should, they should have that right.
2: Absolutely, but I do think, Senator, and I, I'm sure that you would agree with me, but that you know something, something in the in the in the language. Obviously, the alcohol laws in New Jersey are very archaic. You have a, a uh, you have a burgeoning industry in, in the New Jersey brewers. I mean, we have over 100 breweries that are operating in the state. New York has over 400. Pennsylvania has a, has a large amount. Um, this is a burgeoning industry in which tax revenue is desperately needed by the state, they should be doing things to help these breweries even more than they're, you know, helping them now instead of trying to stifle, uh, uh, you know, a growing business.
5: 100%. And the other thing I would say is we it's time to move away from these, uh, you know, I've spoken directly to the Senate President Speaker uh, about this, and the Governor at one point, mm-hmm. that we have to move away from these archaic alcohol laws. Uh, New Jersey has the most screwed up alcohol laws that we've ever seen. And the fact that we don't have beer and wine licenses and we don't have more flexibility, which would in turn, if we were able to get that, give breweries a lot more flexibility, um, is crazy to me. And I I think that's going to be the fight for the next few years. Um, There's got to be a way to pay back these folks Who have spent seven, eight hundred thousand dollars on a license, but still allow a lot more licenses to be available. And if that happens, then we can do beer and wine licenses and other things. That should lift a lot of the restrictions from breweries in general because no one's going to be worried about them.
2: Exactly. And and you know what? I mean, it has to be, you're right, and it has to be a way that's equitable to the restaurants to say, look, we understand that you've invested all this money, but we're going to give you a break in other ways that's going to benefit sure. you, because it's a commodity for them. When they sell their business, they're not selling the restaurant, they're selling the license. That's where they make the money on. So it's, I, I Senator, we are, uh, we are 100% in agreement here. My guest has been New Jersey State Senator Vin Gopal. He represents the 11th district and represents portions of Monmouth County. His bill that was recently passed by the legislature, signed by the governor, gov, by Governor murphy allowing restaurants to begin serving drinks to go in sealed containers to patrons and and correct me again senator this bill will last for at least six months past the pandemic or until restrictions are lifted correct
5: correct and this also put into uh uh, yes, and this, and you know, I think a lot of this stuff we're going to try to. I'm going to try to make permanent. I'm putting that on the record after this this happens because the reality is restaurants are going to take years to come back, breweries are going to take years to come back. Any industry where you can't crowd, where which needs to crowd to be successful, right. is going to take a long time. So I'd like to see these restrictions on, uh, you know, close to permanent, uh, and even after that because it doesn't really make any sense to. Uh, To list as And and obviously we also made in this bill uh, the the ability for breweries to, uh, even though the governor had, ABC had put that in order, this kind of made it permanent with their ability to deliver in this
2: bill. Yes. That is the bigger, that's the bigger thing for these breweries. To be able to deliver and have home delivery throughout the state has been huge for them. I know I've spoken to a number of them and for them, it's obviously, it's been a big resource and obviously uh, to keep them, you know, up and running and going. Senator, uh, and I'm sorry, one, one last question. Your original bill wanted to make... This permanent, so I guess there were changes that made it temporary. But you're you're of the belief that you want this to be permanent.
5: Yeah, I, originally we were permanent. And you know, look to, to pass a quick civics lesson for your listeners, you got a, a one of 120. So I got to get a majority of senators to agree, a majority of assembly people agree, and then a governor to agree. And right. that was the only way I could get the bill signed was to say, "Hey, let's do this now, and let's revisit it in a few months." And everybody was fine with that. But I, but I have to tell you, even when I I pushed the ABC director and ABC in the governor's office a couple months ago, when this pandemic was happening hard, on deliveries for breweries, and they were receptive. So I think they're. I don't think that ABC has been unreasonable. They were fine. They put something out pretty quickly to allow breweries to deliver, and I think we just have to continue on that to make a lot of these things permanent. And it makes no sense why why we would restrict any of this. Uh, Uh, the the wide government should make zero sense
2: uh, absolutely uh my my guest again new jersey state senator vin gopel senator thanks so much for joining me tonight you're doing great work in monmouth county and for the entire state very much appreciate you coming on
5: Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. You got it. Up next,
2: it's time for Suds and Duds on the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Dennis Frager fights to get life back to normal. I'm telling you, folks, this is the greatest battle in America since the Civil War. You must voluntarily go out of business, a part of its physical survival. And I never talked that way. I'm against the existential
3: threat language of the left. Everything's an existential threat. But if you scare people enough,
0: fear is the motivator. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 1, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 970. The Answer.
2: Source Farmhouse Brewery presents the Source First Annual Homebrew Competition. We are in an interesting time right now. We're all stuck at home. Why not brew your own beer and better yet, enter it to win a huge contest? But listen, time is running out to enter. You have until Sunday, May 31st to register for this contest. Just go to am970theanswer.com to register. 32 beers will compete head-to-head in a blind taste test competition for four weekends in a row. The championship round will be broadcast live August 2nd from Source Farmhouse Brewery. The winner will receive a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to work with the Source brewers to scale up and brew their home brew on the pro level. They will go through the entire process from A to Z, brewing, cellaring, packaging, and you'll get to work with the branding and marketing team at Source on naming, label design and all things release and launch related You'll also receive the first inaugural Source Home Brewer Cup trophy, a swag pack, and a $200 Source gift card. Head to am970theanswer.com to enter. Remember, you only have until May 31st to sign up for your chance to have your home brew professionally brewed at the one and only Source Farmhouse Brewery. Armchair psychologists have tried and failed to throw doubt on President Trump's sanity. There's a new book that puts famous insane leaders in
1: historic perspective. It's called History's Nine Most Insane Rulers. Author Scott Rank has Unearth the real lives of the nine most mentally unbalanced leaders through the ages some suffered from schizophrenia like king charles VI of france who thought he was made of glass then there's ottoman sultan ibrahim the first who practiced his archery skills by pointing his arrows at his palace servants order the new book history's nine most insane rulers today at amazon or wherever books are sold
0: listen to am 970 the answer on alexa tune in iheart or radio.com
2: About. Final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast right here on AM 970, The Answer, and a little Rob Halford and Judas Priest living after midnight. By the way, Rob Halford's biography is finally coming out. I believe it is September of this year, so a couple of months away from the Halford biography. I cannot wait to read that, but let's dive into Suds and Duds uh, because we're running out of time here on this show. You're also running out of time if you want to enter the Source Home Brewing Contest uh, that we, the station here, am and The Answer, and Source Brewing has put together. Let me tell you something. If you don't get your your uh, entry in by the end of this show, you are going to be out of luck. AM970TheAnswer.com. Get on there right now. Look for the um, for the entry form. Fill it out. If you get it in before the end of this show, you will be in for the running for the Source Home Brewing competition. But let's dive into some beers that I've had over the last uh, week or so. And, of course, for the Memorial Day holiday, got a, a little bit of extra time to sample a few things. I had spoken last week about Last Wave Brewing, which I had not had too much of their stuff, and ended up picking up a four-pack of their Frothing, uh, frothing Milkshake IPA uh, Pineapple. But this was actually the peach one. I checked into the wrong one. Oh, boy. Oh, well, well, I still have another can left, so I'll uh, definitely make sure that I check into the peach one. But anyway, the peach one uh, was very good. It was creamy, great peach flavor to it, smooth, delicious. These guys are really good, and I definitely have to check them out uh, down in Point Pleasant. Wet Ticket Brewing came out with their version of Altogether, the recipe from Other Half that was put out publicly, and a lot of breweries from around the country were participating in this, a lot of Jersey breweries as well, Wet Ticket, no exception. Uh, what What I loved about it was the fact that they released it on a Wednesday. They said 3 o'clock. I got down to Wet Ticket probably 2.45. I'm, I'm literally five minutes away from the brewery. There was already a line forming, and by the time I left, it was 30, 35 deep. So uh, kudos to everybody coming out and getting that version of uh, Altogether from Wet Ticket. Hazy with a little bit more bite on this one than other versions. I dug it a lot. Um, Again, I I should start talking to some of these brewers. In fact, when we talk to Brian Kobacki next week, I know he did a version of Altogether, if I'm not mistaken, from Departed Souls. I want to find out if he tweaked the formula uh, at all when making it. Uh, Of course, I've talked about Source plenty of times before. Intergalactic, their Beastie Boys tribute, this is the first part of a four-part tribute, I think, to music uh, that has influenced Source Brewing, came out. The tropical flavors on this one are slamming it's so good and crushable uh for a nine percent beer i was amazed at how quickly i I drank it uh which had me stopping because i didn't want to get too uh overwhelmed there so great another great beer by source uh this was just fantastic had my last can from source the um source and three horrellas uh uh collab that they did down in brazil uh, I finally had the last of that Grand Cru. Oh, my God. What a banging beer this is. The caramel and the hint of banana is just perfect on it. Hard to believe that it's an 8% beer because it goes down so easy. And it was a great way. I was sitting just watching TV and relaxing. This was a perfect beer uh, for that night. Now, here's another one that I am glad that I grabbed from Source. That that They kind of released it. I think it was on a Wednesday when they released it. And I jumped on it real quick, and I'm glad I did. Probably should have bought two bottles of this. Better than cake. Raspberry on the back end. Little hit of the dark chocolate. Boozy, very smooth. Sweet, but not overly sweet. Like, you get a a, a taste of that sweetness, but it doesn't overpower the other flavors in the beer. Just enough sweetness. Loved it. My wife had a half a glass of it. We split. We kind of split the bottle. She loved it. I loved it. Definitely something that you have at the end of the night. Uh, They have to make this one again. It was so good. So good. Better than cake. Definitely something to check out. Then I found in the back of my fridge uh, French Toast Bastard, which I had had last year, because um, uh, the good folks from Founders had sent me two bottles of this, and I ended up um, just having a bottle in the fridge, and I had forgotten that it was sitting back there. So um, I grabbed it, and boy, let me tell you something. Tastes like liquid French Toast still. Uh, it's a barley wine. It's something that you have to sip very slowly. Um, and I have to tell you, it was outstanding. I am so glad uh, that I had this. And I will tell you this. I had this beer because it's something that I wanted to sip over an hour or so. So I found out on Amazon Prime. Uh, John on Twitter um, had, had tweeted me about this and said, if you haven't watched on Amazon Prime, uh, the Beer Jesus from America, which is the documentary uh, that Stone Brewing and Greg Cook did, um, when they were opening the brewery in Berlin. Now, I know, Founders Stone. I know, it's two different types of breweries, obviously. Stone is still craft, Founders isn't. I get it, but it's all in the same genre. So I needed something to drink while I was sitting there and watching this documentary, and I, I didn't want to have to keep getting up you know, to have something. So, you know, the French Toast Bastard was perfect because I could pour it, let it warm up, and, you know, sip occasionally while I'm watching uh, the documentary. This is, uh, it was just great. First off, I r- highly recommend... Uh, The beer Jesus from America. It's great. If you got Amazon Prime, it's free. Um, You can stream it right on your TV. Uh, It was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Uh, A different look, a different side of Greg Cook. You know, he's known as being very bombastic and opinionated. Uh, But this was a really, really good documentary. I enjoyed it uh, a heck of a lot. So uh, it's a great thing if you're sitting at home on a Friday night, Saturday night. It's about an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes. not too bad. Uh, really good, on Amazon Prime for free. Thanks, John, for uh, suggesting that. Uh, then I had from Twin Elephant. This is another great beer from Twin Elephant. They had gra- uh, crowlers of this, and I happened to just click on their site, and it went in, boom, 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 and I got uh, uh, got an order of this. Here there be Monsters, their coconut variant. Tons of coconut flavor in this. Smooth. It was very dangerous because it was, again, another one of these 8%ers, but went down so smooth. I loved it a lot. Uh, Very much enjoyed that one. Uh, Love everything that Twin Elephant does. I mean, they just do a fantastic job. And then finally, I was at a barbecue on Memorial Day. And let me tell you something. A good old standby. My neighbor had picked up some beer. I know he picked up some Flying Dog. But he also picked up uh, a 12-pack of Stone. Original Stone IPA. I mean, it's a classic. It's a classic West Coast IPA. 12-ounce can. Uh, You can't beat it. It's just it's a fantastic beer. Uh, Definitely something that... um, you know if you're looking for a little change of pace you don't want those hazy juicy IPAs that's uh that's the way to go uh, an excellent beer um you know just just one of those uh, that you can kick back at a barbecue and uh, have a couple not without feeling overwhelmed by the way a quick mention uh, a good thing uh, thanks to stone uh, for sending me and uh, lizzie uh, their head of PR over there thanks for sending me the notorious pog which i've had before a new version is out this year and of course their um, their other version of Soaring Dragon. This is imp- an Imperial IPA uh, with white tea. I'll be trying those this weekend. And also, uh, the good folks from Alesmith uh, and their brewer, Ryan Crisp. Ryan, thanks so much for sending me the Forgeberry, uh, which is a refreshingly tart raspberry ale. Uh, they sent me a full six-pack of this. Man, thank you, because my wife and I are going to enjoy this a lot. Uh, we will sip that over the weekend. Uh, and definitely check that out. So thanks for the folks from Ailsmith as well as from Stone Brewing uh, for sending me the samples of beer. If you want to send samples uh, for review, just hit me up with an email, nycradio.com Or you can uh, send me a message on Instagram, at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. And we are out of time. Again, you've got just minutes before midnight to get your uh, entry in for the Source homebrewing contest. Source is sponsoring it along with AM 970 The Answer. Uh, Get it in. Go to am970theanswer.com. Again, got just a couple of minutes. My thanks to everyone involved in the show, as well as my guest, New Jersey State Senator Vin Gopal from Monmouth County. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody.